This podcast was recorded at 5.30 p.m. on Friday, January 28th, 2022. Things may have changed by the time you've heard this. Welcome to the Alabamian's podcast, Falcons on Air. I'm Josie Shaw, the podcast producer for the Alabamian. I'm Xander Swain, the managing editor of content for the Alabamian. And I'm Katie Anabinet, the news editor for the Alabamian. And today we are discussing the Montevallo City Council meeting from January 24th, 2022. We hope you enjoy. So this is definitely a doozy of a city council meeting. Um, So much happened. There were three public hearings and an executive session, in addition to all of the normal city council stuff, uh, which is pretty unusual. The first public hearing was a modification to like a section of the Montevallo like ordinance code to article 23.6, which is requiring businesses to have like landscape development plans that are prepared by a landscape architect or like a land planner or a certified civil engineer or a horticultural professional licensed by the state of Alabama in landscape design. It was unanimously approved by the council. It's, I think its purpose is just kind of like to make sure that landscape is like in, in line with what the, what the city is looking for, for businesses. It was pretty straightforward. Um, no one really talked about it at the public hearing. So how does that go into the, the next hearing? So the next hearing was um, brought up by a Montevallo City Police, Depart- or police Officer, Mike Wilder. Um, who was requesting that a residence on Wilder Street, or Waller Street, my bad, Waller Street, um, be declared as a public nuisance because um, he says there's been multiple violations of the Montevallo zoning ordinance, such as like improper storage of machinery all in the front yard and vehicles, as well as trash and debris. Um, the officer said that there's been issues with the property for like the past year and that he's made several requests, talked to the um, owner of the property, uh, telling him that he needs to clean it up or else it's going to be a violation of the zoning ordinance. But he said it never really happened. Um, the owner of the property wasn't present to talk about it. So we didn't really get to hear his side of the story, but there were a couple of residents who spoke on it and said it's just like an eyesore and a nuisance and just kind of brought general concern to the area about what was going on and everything. So they voted to unanimously like declare it a public nuisance. What does the declaration mean for like the resident who is the owner of the residence and kind of what is a public nuisance for people who are listening right now? So a public nuisance is just kind of like anything that goes against like the zoning laws. Like Montevallo has like a zoning code and there's different things that like you can and can't do when you live in a certain zoned area. Um, So there'll be like residential zones and business zones and like variations of both of those. Um, But being declared like a public nuisance means that you can be summoned to go in front of the municipal judge and to like face any sort of consequences that if you don't go through with whatever the municipal judge says, you can like have penalties taken against you. Um, It just kind of amps up the, hey, you need to clean up your act. (laughs) Makes sense. Well, and how do those zoning ordinances play into the third hearing? Okay, so the third one was unlike anything I have ever seen (laughs) before. Um, So we're talking, we start in a residential zoned area and 
the same police officer said that there's been a commercial vehicle um, zo- like parked at a residence, um, which is against the zoning ordinance. You can't have a commercial vehicle weighing more than one ton um, in a residential area. But he says there's been like an ambulance style vehicle parked there. Um, and that that vehicle had a search and rescue tag. And um, basically there was also a driveway put in that was against like LDOT, um certifications, like connecting to 119 um, and a whole lot of stuff with that. And there are allegations that there was a business being run out of the, bi- out of the area without a business license. But the owner of that property was there and he talked about how he's been working as a rescue squad, a quasi-public rescue squad with the Alabama Association of Rescue Squads for like five years now. Um, And that the vehicle was an ambulance style vehicle and it's used for emergency calls um, so that it's not a commercial vehicle and it's not a business because it's a nonprofit. And that, yeah, the driveway didn't get approved by LDOT, but he had already put it in before he knew that it wasn't approved by LDOT, and he thought it was. Um, And just a whole lot of conversation about that. And the city just did not really know what to do with it, so they passed it on to their... um, the zoning board of adjustments to kind of like take a closer look and do some appeals into like how to best handle the situation because he's saying that it is his job. He has to have the emergency vehicle there, but they're saying you can't have it there. It's a, no one feels comfortable with like an ambulance, particularly like pulling out of someone's driveway in an area where they're not really expecting it to be. Oh yeah. That, that makes total sense. Uh, there's a quote in, in the article. It's basically saying the relevancy of whether it's a commercial vehicle or not is just what we have to do, but it's it's not supposed to be there, like, yeah, period. Basically, that's what they, like, I, that's what I was getting up from a lot of the council members when I was uh, watching the meeting was that, well, like, we don't want to say, like, no emergency vehicle, like, no doing your job. But, like, the thing is, is that it it doesn't feel safe for it to be there. And it feels like it could, like, potentially be a problem if you were to pull out the in in the property owner's defense he said that he never just like pulls straight out of his like house with the lights on and everything he usually gets out a little bit further and then puts them on so well and does our next topic is that a public hearing or is that just something they addressed the next topic was just something that they discussed but it is my favorite thing that ever gets discussed at the city council which is the stray dog issue in the indian highlands subdivision um so this has been a long 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 going issue um that there's been a couple of stray dogs that have just been like terrorizing residents of this subdivision um being really aggressive just like making people really nervous when they go out for walks like to the point that they're hearing like sticks to kind of like wave at them and get them scared off um and there's been issues with like getting animal control within the city to like catch them um i know there was some discussion about how they can like recognize the sound of the trucks and the people who work for animal control at this point and just like can't be caught um but they voted to open up the bidding process at this meeting to bring in like specialists animal control specialists to help catch the stray dogs um 
one of the council members, uh, Sonia Soares, um, I think she lives in the area, um, but she's been talking about how much like trouble that it's been. She's really been a big voice in this issue. Um, she says there's been a lot of like posters up about missing cats and that she's like worried. She's not saying that the dogs are doing, but but it kind of seems like that could be a reason why so many cats are missing. Um, and she also said that there is someone in the subdivision who is feeding the cats. Or not the cats, the dogs, feeding the dogs, um, which did not go over too great with some of the council members. But it's it's kind of a funny issue, too. There's a lot of levity when they talk about this. Like, um, for example, Mayor Nix, um, he said, quote, I'll give a hundred bucks if somebody will turn the dog in. And that's my personal money. I'll put up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an issue everyone's kind of ready to be over. But... I, it's kind of funny at the same time. I feel bad for everyone who lives in the subdivision, but it's a little funny. <laughs> well, and I remember reading that they talked about how smart those dogs must have been and used the word savvy. Yeah, like a couple of people called them savvy. They were just really complimentary of the dogs in general. They were like, these are some smart dogs. <laughs> I mean, I know from following like the local Facebook, po Facebook groups around here, like it's been somewhat of an issue for at least two years now mm -hmm. um but for for whatever reason it's just not being solved i know um i had a friend who tried to call animal control services because she saw a pregnant dog like just walking around downtown montevallo but the whole process of like actually calling animal control services is very complicated um because there's I don't think Shelby County emergency assistance is, I don't think their jurisdiction is out here. No, um, and so it was a really big issue of trying to figure out who to call, you know, what the whole process is. If you're a local member of the community trying to figure out everything, I think it might be a little bit complicated. And it sounds like the whole issue in general is complicated. Right. I think so. I think there's just like a lot of issues with <laughs> dealing with things like that. And I think it's something that they kind of want to work on going forward. I think it's kind of the vibe I picked up from the meeting, just uh, figuring out how to better deal with this issue, because I think there is like a stray dog issue beyond the Indian Highlands neighborhood. Well, and how did they conclude the meeting? And can you tell us when the next meeting will be? Yes. So at the end of the meeting, they moved into an executive session, which are closed meetings. They're not open to the public. So I don't really know what happened in there, but it's basically a big discussion for council members. Um, and on the meeting agenda, they had it listed as um, a time to discuss terms of an economic incentive package, whatever that may be. Um, but the next city council meeting will be held on Monday, February 14th at 6 p.m. in City Hall. Um, it'll also be live streamed on the city's Facebook page if you don't feel comfortable with going in person or you can't for whatever reason, but you can go in person at City Hall. Well, thank you for being here today to tell us about this. Of course. Yes, yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to Falcons On Air, and a special thank you to Katie and Nabinet for joining us on this episode. Check out the podcast description to the link to their full article. If you're interested in helping the newspaper or podcast, reach out to our socials at umalabamian or email us at alabamian.montebello.edu. Also, check out our website at thealabamian.com. Add us on Spotify or your choice of podcast platform to listen to previous or future episodes, and stay tuned into our socials for podcast updates.